You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 174. Welcome to the Yoga Boss podcast. Do you feel like you were meant to have a successful career in the yoga industry? Like you got into this industry to truly help your students, but you're struggling to actually make money? Or you know that marketing your business is essential, but don't know how to make it intentional and effective for you. Maybe you have already had some success, but you're ready to scale to multiple six figures. Building a profitable yoga business is less complicated and easier than you know. It takes business strategy and a yoga boss mindset. When you are ready to work on your business instead of in it, this is the podcast for you. Now your host, Jackie Murphy, the business coach just for yoga teachers. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Yoga Boss. This is Jackie Murphy. You are listening to episode 174, and I have a very special guest for you today, my husband, Jake Murphy. Welcome, Jake. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Hi. (laughs) So Jake was on the podcast, uh, gosh, a long time ago, and you were kind of giving a behind-the-scenes look at what it's like to be married to an entrepreneur, but Jake is also an entrepreneur. He has his own business, JM Transportations Solutions. So if you need some busing, he's got you covered, but he also has a nine to five job. So I wanted to bring him onto the podcast today because I know there are so many of you who are working your yoga business and you still have your nine to five job or some other type of full-time job, which limits how many hours you can work on your business and kind of limits what you can do. And Jake is in the exact same situation. So Jake, tell us a little bit about your workload, how you balance your nine to five and having a business. Yeah. um, It seems like there's days where I just put out fires that come and I just, if one's in my business, I fight that. If one's in my nine to five, I fight that. So it often feels like I never get to actually work on the business. I'm just busy surviving basically. So it can feel stressful and overwhelming and depends on the mindset that I'm in. I mean, when I'm not feeling my best self, then it's really hard to get through those busy days. And when I am feeling my best self, it feels easy and natural and light and I get more done. So it just day by day, almost (laughs) it ebbs and flows for sure. There are people listening to this podcast who are in the same situation as you. They want to eventually be able to go full-time in their business and leave behind their nine to five job. And you and I have so many conversations about that kind of behind the scenes at the dinner table, trying to figure out how we could do that as a family and what that would look like. And I wanted to just ask you, like, what would you tell the person who is in that same situation and knows that eventually they'd like to be full-time in their business, but isn't there yet? Like maybe how we're talking through it, what conversations we're having, just anything that you think would be helpful. I think oftentimes I feel that the nine to five is the most secure and stable and it's going to be there. And so it can get really scary leaving that. Um, I think it comes down to knowing your expenses and knowing exactly what your business makes and is it smart for you based on the math and kind of what you're looking to do. And I also think that what I learn that there's never going to be a comfortable time to leave your nine to five. And so once you've done all the math, I think making the leap is 
the best thing you can do. And it's funny to say that advice because I haven't been able to come in <laughs> and do that yet. But um, yeah, that would be kind of what yeah. I think we talk about and what my takeaways would be that hopefully help somebody out there. Yeah, we have two very different mindsets on money in the sense of like, you think having a job is secure money. And I think having a business and knowing how to make money is the most secure relationship that I could possibly have with money. And I think there's a lot of people out there who were taught the same thing as you, or maybe still believe that a nine to five is so secure, but you've had experiences where you've realized that hasn't been super secure. It is at the end of the day, someone else's company that you're working in and kind of like talk us through how you're trying to shift your mindset from nine to five salary being the most secure to entrepreneurship being secure financially. There's nothing like in your own business when you land a new client and you have this overwhelming feeling that it's really working and you really can do this long term. Um, oftentimes I feel if I lose a client or have a bad day in my business that it's going to evapor- evaporate or go, go away. And I think a bit of trusting the business and trusting what you've built and realizing that, you know, it is stable and it's set up for long-term success, I think will, um, will help, but you're right. I mean, during COVID, I was a victim of a layoff. Even before COVID, I had two layoffs in what one year as we found out we were pregnant and planning a wedding and moving cities. So navigating that and understanding that it wasn't anything that I did wrong. It was just the business no longer could see patients in one example, um, allowed me to remove the personal aspect. Cause that was really hard for me too, is like, I work so hard and I pour everything into it and then I lose my job. And I remember just feeling like I did something wrong, but out of it came my own business and I control all the decisions and I control how I set it up and how I build it. And I really like that aspect of it. It's no longer anyone else's decision. How I treat my people, how I handle my payroll, how I pay myself is all on me, how I deliver for my clients. And I think that's a really cool shift in, you know, employee mindset versus employer mindset. And so it's been fun to try and tiptoe in both and Mm -hmm. see where it takes me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's something where, after you've been in business for a while, your business has inertia. Like it, at first, you're getting this like heavy train moving, and it takes a lot of effort and a lot of momentum, and like really pushing and getting it started. And then once it's started, the train is moving. The train is going, and it actually would take more effort to stop the train than it would be just to like let the train run. So what I mean by that is like your business now is three years old, yeah, four, almost four, almost four years old. Um, so it has inertia. And while you have experienced layoffs as an employee, you've also experienced clients leaving within your business or not renewing. And I think part of what you start to see over time in your business is that it's different than being laid off, having a client leave. Because there, what I find is there's always another client. There's always someone else coming in because of that inertia, because it is growing kind of out of your control, it becomes a separate entity. So have you felt that kind of momentum grow or are you still looking to feel it? What's that like for you? 
yeah, I was thinking back to the year that I lost my first account. It was a three-year deal, so it was just this past year. And I remember thinking the world was crumbling and, you know, was so zoomed in on the moment and replaying why I felt like it was my fault that I lost it, you know, having not offered a shorter renewal agreement that they asked for, wanting more long-term and kind of putting my heels in the sand. And then looking back on it now that the year's over, I ended up having my biggest year yet. I almost doubled revenue, even though I lost a client in the midst of all that. So it's a little bit like, wow, I really did, you know, build something that even if I was to lose a client or two, I would sustain that and be able to survive and maybe even grow through it. So it's cool. How was losing a client different than being laid off feelings wise? Like how did it feel different? How did you navigate it differently? Well, I think when I lost a client, I realized now I could jump back in and get back to work and land more. And when I lost my job, it felt like I was like thrown a sea and didn't see any land. And I had to try and navigate my way with trust in other people rather than being able to take control and handle it myself. And so I would say I felt a lot more vulnerable and yeah, I was scared almost from losing my job nine to five than losing, mm-hmm. losing a client. I was more disappointed in myself and hard on myself for losing a client. Like then I could get back to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can control it. Like what you do then in that moment in your business is within your control. And this is something that I teach my clients that when you believe that you're in control of the money that you make, you control the actions that you take you show up, you do the work. And that's part of trusting that money is in your control and knowing that and making that happen. It makes it easier to leave your nine to five, but doesn't necessarily make it comfortable. So we're at the place now where like we're in conversation around you leaving. And I think you're more clear than ever that that eventually will be what happens. But there's still this hesitation. What would you say the hesitation is now? I just know so many people are going to relate. I think it's what if I was to experience another client loss in the short term? We now have to go to the market for our benefits and our insurance. And so there's a little bit of trusting that the family will be taken care of um, the same way. And it's something completely new. And so it still feels scary in a way, even if I also have a a competing urge to do it now that now is the right time. So that's kind of where I continue to be and um, how long I allow it to stay there or we allow it to stay there remains to be seen. But I mean, we do talk about it and I appreciate your open-mindedness to making the leap and doing it because I think one day that will allow for it to be possible. So one of my clients is also in this transition right now as well, leaving her nine to five, going full-time into her business. And she is feeling like she's known it's what she's wanted for years, but then making the, taking the actions to do it are the scary part. Are you in the place where you're like, you know it's what you want or you're would you still doubt it no i know it's what i want to do okay so my next question and this is what i walk my clients through and this is what i help them do is like 
when do you want to do it? Sometimes we set a certain revenue goal. Sometimes we set like a number of clients goal that to make it an easy transition. Or for some people, for me, it was a gut intuition. This is what's happening next. Now is the time. And jumping, you know, two feet in. What is it for you? Is it is it math? Is it logical? Or is it more emotional? I think that running the numbers and thinking through it is all a part of training my gut. And then in the end, it will be a gut instinct. And so I do those things just to kind of fuel the gut with information, which it uses to make the decision. So I think it, I'll say a gut reaction, but I think it's also a trained gut reaction. Yeah, you want to be smart about it. We want to be smart about it for sure. And just to give people an understanding, we operate (laughs) our family like a business. So we have a, a family P&L. We both have our business P&Ls and we're very much looking at the numbers to kind of tell us what to do. But I think there's also that gut piece to it too. Like the day that you walk into your job and you just know it's the last day or the day that you go on your last work trip. I'm not saying that'll be for you, but for anyone listening, like it can be that moment in time where just clarity is there and you know what to do. What would you say the hardest part? I know you mentioned this at the beginning. I'm guessing this may be the hardest part for you is being overwhelmed and just not having enough time. But what's the hardest part of kind of being in the before of jumping into your business full time for you? I think the hardest part of doing both is that your question of working Mm -hmm. Yeah, just getting it all done. You know, I like I mentioned it at the start of this, it's fighting fires. And mm-hmm. I almost don't know what it would be like to be able to focus just on my business. It's a mind-blowing thought. Like, wait, so I actually could get ahead of all of that to be able to do things like write a marketing post or train myself on how to use ChatGPT <laughs> to write a marketing post or whatever that looks like. Uh, so that's the hardest part yeah. just getting what i wanted to done when things are popping up all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's like a lot of yoga studio owners listening like things pop up a lot with yoga studios with people with the building like you name it things are going to pop up so it takes a lot of your time and attention I think the other thing that I see you struggle with is not giving 200% at work as well. So it seems like you've always been a person where no matter where you are in work, you're going to deliver and you're going to do well. And shifting your focus and shifting your priorities looks like it's been a struggle. But you tell us, how is it at work? Well... I have a certain level of expectation, I think, for my work output. And so it's been interesting to scale back maybe what I deliver at my nine to five and be okay with that so that I can deliver for my business or for my son or for you or whatever that looks like. And it continues to still be uncomfortable because I really do want to be able to prioritize the nine to five like I used to, but my life changes and priorities change and where those stack up. And so, you know, being okay with that, you know, knowing that maybe sometimes my C minus work in either place is okay. As long as I can still be a B or an A father or whatever else I have, that's important to me. So, um, just retraining 
your outlook on yourself and your priorities and making sure you're aligned and committed to those is kind of something that I still don't do a very good job of, but I think I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I also think like retraining and aligning your priorities based on where you actually have the opportunity to make money, the most money. So there's a TikTok going around of this guy who he was like doing really well in his job for two years and he kept asking for a raise to reflect like his effort. And they were like, no, you have average pay. Like we're keeping your salary. Mm -hmm. And so the next review, they're like, what's happened to your performance? Have you seen it? Yeah. (laughs) What's happened to your performance? And he's like, C minus work. Yeah. That's how I've been getting paid. I get paid on the average. So like, that's how I show up. And so I think the same mindset for a lot of people will be helpful. Like your, your capability of what you could make in your business in the hours that you're working probably far exceeds what you're able to make in your nine to five, even with the best promotion. And so it's where do you want to put your effort, your energy, your focus? Not because we don't respect the company you work for or the boss that you work for, like we respect them. And also you have to make the smartest, most strategic move for you at some point as well, which is just right now shifting your energy, I think a little bit from 200% at work to maybe 100% at work and 100% in your job and then also family. Any thoughts? I got to figure out how to have 200% available. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And then still have time for the family. (laughs) Yeah, we could do a whole other podcast on how to balance entrepreneurship and having two boys under two (laughs) because it's a handful. He's just nodding his head and smiling at me. (laughs) Has nothing else to say. That's it. Um, Okay, so we've touched on like the hard part of being stuck in the middle. We've kind of talked about how you're looking at the transition, what we're looking at in terms of numbers and emotions in order to determine when we transition. What is the fun part? Because there is good to having a nine to five and having a business. What is the benefit of having both for you right now? I think the single biggest benefit is that my nine to five teaches me things that I get to use and apply for my own business. So I'm very fortunate in that way to, to learn skills and information that I then can be sharper Mm -hmm. in delivering what I do. And so I think that's a huge benefit. The fun part. I think it's seeing the growth of my business while still, Delivering at nine to five and thinking about what that could mean if I could focus full time is definitely mm-hmm. a fun part. I think seeing your growth and sharing in that and seeing behind the scenes and then watching it happen is pretty fun. That's probably something I like more than my own growth in my business because it's just cool to see the hard work pay off. Um, I think it's figuring out together too. You know, we have conversations about each other's business. And I think sometimes it helps in our own too to hear a different perspective. And so kind of doing it together would be another fun part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say too, cause I've seen this with clients a lot is like when you have both, there's less pressure on your business because you know that you don't necessarily have to make money that month. And so until you have the confidence to really be like, I could go make money on demand, I trust myself to make money, it's helpful to have the nine to five salary so that you can sell better. We don't do a ton of marketing, but the people I do do market 
without being like convincing or weird. And I've seen clients, I was telling you this, I've seen clients where they quit too soon and it freaks them out and it scares them. And like immediately the next month, they sabotage how much money they're making because their nervous system is so activated because they're afraid that it's not going to work out. And so I think until you can, this is not the way to say it, but like handle the pressure almost, but really sit with the emotion of like, you're now solely responsible for the money that you make. It's helpful to have that other money coming in to, I've even coached clients to go get second jobs, to go get some money to, um, take the pressure off their business. So I think I would say that's a benefit. And there was something that you mentioned. I just want to give like a behind the scenes. Cause we were driving to the park this morning and I was just telling you like how I've used chat GPT to do a competitor analysis. <laughs> Like, this is the fun part of having another entrepreneur that you're married to that's in your family that you can have those conversations with. Because a lot of the times that is what we're talking about, which is fun. And I never thought I'd marry an entrepreneur. Did you? No, I didn't <laughs> no. think about what the occupation of my significant other would be. But uh, it's funny how it worked out that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool to have the support because we do kind of understand like you watch me go through launches, you watch me, you know, kind of figure all this stuff out and you get it. We both really care about our businesses and want them to do well. We both really care about our clients. Like your people are the most important thing in your business. I see you just like love the people that you work with. Anything that you want to say in terms of like, when you think about this is kind of an interesting question. When you think about quitting your nine to five and going full time in to your business, what do you imagine yourself prioritizing or doing? Maybe it's like more conversations with your employees or is it more networking? Like what would you use that time for? Self-care and more time to reflect and think. Mm would probably be the first thing that I would allow for, you know, an hour, hour and a half every day to take care of myself in some way, active, sweat a little bit, and then think in that time about what I'm working on and what struggle areas do I have where my brain is kind of turned off from Mm -hmm. everything else. And then there's the boring stuff. Like I would market a little more often. I would try and write some SOPs that I know I need to have in place. I would build the foundation of the business quicker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So self-care and then working on your business right now, you really are just keeping it running with the time that you have. Anything else that you want to share about leaving a nine to five or potentially leaving, or maybe we'll do a follow-up podcast once you've transitioned. If you've trans- transitioned, my only other question for you that I have is, is the quote unquote recession that we might go into, is that playing into your decision at all? Well, in my industry, we were hit hard by COVID because college kids were at home and not, not on campus. And I rely on them being vibrant on campus and going all throughout where they need shuttles to get where they go. And we survived, you know, we found out through that, that college kids want nothing more than to be out of their parents' basement and on campus around each other. And so I think that 
it's relatively recession proof. We might see a slight pullback, but I'm I'm not thinking about entering new deals and what the risk might be if we go into a recession. Like I'm out there still finding interest in the market. And if they're worried about a recession, even though the interest rates are what they are, you know, they're still properties are still selling and, you know, college kids are still showing up. And so they need buses to get to and from. So I'm, I'm moving forward. I love it. That's, I think there might be some pivots that all industries have to make if it happens. But I think that's truly the mindset of not entrepreneur of like, I'll figure it out. I'm moving forward. I made it through COVID. I know what to do. I can make it through this time. I know what to do. And I think there's actually a lot of studios. I was talking recently to someone who her studio made it through COVID and it's time to pivot again. It's time to pivot again. It's about what? Two years, three years after COVID depends on when you think it ended. Um, or if it ended yet, or if it ended yet. Well, yeah, but we're in a place where businesses are needing to pivot again. And it's not a bad thing as long as you're on top of what's happening and what's going on. All right, my friends, I hope that's helpful for those of you who are in the place where you are in a nine to five, you also have your business and you eventually want to quit. My biggest piece of advice that I would say to you is don't rush it. I can, I know it's like one of those things that you think about every day, every time you go into work, you want to quit, you don't want to be there. And from what I've seen working with clients is that when you rush it, it can actually hurt your business. Yeah. And I think I would also say that the thing about your business is you own it. It's yours. Your nine to five job, you don't own it all. You're essentially just renting your time. And so keep that in the back of your mind. I I think that's important to not lose sight of. Yeah. I love how you just said that renting your time. That is what you're doing. Instead of learning how to make your time the most valuable that it can be based on the skills that you have to deliver to people. So yeah, that is our podcast for today. I hope you kind of enjoy this behind the scenes. I thought it'd be fun to do. We'll bring Jake back on once he quits. Yeah, I'm getting ready to watch the basketball playoffs and she yanks me off the couch to do this podcast. So there was no time to prepare, but it was fun. I appreciate you having me. (laughs) You did great. Awesome. All right, you guys, I'll talk to you in the next episode.